with Scott Allen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this beautiful world. I am your host, Scott J. Allen, and this is Phrenesis, Practical Wisdom for Leaders. Now, I am a professor of management at John Carroll University in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. In addition, I'm a husband and father of three teens. Now, this is a family endeavor. Will played the intro, Kate voiced the intro, and who knows, you may hear from Emily a little later. I'm also an author, entrepreneur, speaker, and co-founder of the Collegiate Leadership Competition. I love to travel, explore new places with family, and learn from others. Phronesis offers a smart, fast-paced discussion about all things leadership and followership, if we're honest. My guests are scholars and practitioners, and we cover relevant topics and incorporate practical tips designed to help you make a difference in how you lead and live. I am proud to share a few updates. According to Listen Notes, Phronesis is listed as among the top 3% of podcasts in the world because of you. So thank you. In addition, the podcast has two sponsors. First, Phronesis is the official podcast of the International Leadership Association, an association that is near and dear to my heart. ILA brings together leaders and those who teach, study, and develop leadership, advancing leadership knowledge and practice for a better world. Learn more at ila-net.org. My second sponsor is the Bowler College of Business at John Carroll University. At Bowler, we offer several advanced degrees and MBAs, and I'm confident that there's one that will fit your location, interests, and timeline. In fact, our online MBA is ranked as the number one in Ohio and number nine in the United States. We offer international study tours, a contemporary and forward-looking curriculum, and access to senior leaders and flagship organizations. Learn more at business.jcu.edu. You can find links to both sponsors in the show notes. Now, if you like what we're up to, please hit subscribe so you can stay current as we release new episodes each week. You can also share what we're up to with others, friends, colleagues, leaders, teams, students, and others you think will benefit. And now, today's show. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Uh, this is Scott Allen, and welcome to Phrenesis. And today, I have uh, we're, we're going to be friends. We're going to be friends. We uh, well, I'm going to get into that in just a moment. I got to tell you who he is first. Mm-hmm. So I have Ryo Watanabe. And Ryo is originally from Japan. He has studied at Harvard. He has an MPA from Harvard, an MBA from Wharton. He originally did his undergraduate in Japan, a degree in economics. He did his PhD at the University of San Diego, wonderful program at, at USD, and he is teaching in San Diego. He's involved in a number of different initiatives, and he's a follower and passionate about the work of Bob Keegan, Ron Heifetz, Bill Torbert. And so as soon as I stumbled upon his website, and he's talking about leadership and Robert Keegan and leadership and Bill Torbert, and as soon as I stumble upon his his work, I said, I need to have a conversation with this gentleman. So Rio, tell us a little bit about you, and sir, thank you for being with us today. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, and I'm very honored to be here because uh, as I told you, I learned a lot from uh, your articles. So I also uh, believe that we share a common uh, research and the practical interests about yes. the leadership development uh, from adult developmental lens, which is also very important. And uh, which uh, actually at the same time where I'm struggling with as a scholar. So how to, how to elaborate the yes. potential contribution of uh, uh, these theories. For the world, but thank you. 
Thank you for this opportunity. I'm very excited to be here. Rio, how do you make the switch from economics、mm-hmm. to this passion for leadership? I think that is so wonderful because your mind is a very, very beautifully balanced place. You've got the, the soft skills of interacting with others and engaging others and mobilizing others、mm-hmm. and, and thinking about that work, but then that, that finance. Side of the brain and the、mm-hmm. economics side of the brain.、Mm-hmm. Uh, what brought you to this topic as an area of interest for you? Yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah, until recently, actually, until、uh, 10 years ago, until I attended、uh, Harvard Kennedy School to take a leadership course, I believed I was born to be a leader.、Mm. And I have to be a leadership position. I have to be a leader because there are many reasons. But I need to explore more deeply. So I don't know exactly what caused the conviction. But one of the reasons is that when I was a child, I moved around because of my father's business transfer. Until I became nine years old, I moved, transferred nine times. And especially at the kindergarten, I transferred three times at the kindergarten. Wow. That was a big challenge for me. Especially, I really enjoyed the kindergarten when I was a little boy. I was so excited to join kindergarten and、uh, I enjoyed a lot at the first kindergarten. But、uh, when I transferred, I was bullied because it's, a, it's not serious when I, because it's, I was ignored because I spoke a different language, even di- different dialect. I had a different stuff like、uh, Disney, ki- Disney stuff or something. And that, 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 the town, the, They prefer anime character. So、oh. I was not cool. So I was、uh, neglected. I, was, I, I sensed I was bullied. And、uh, that was a kind of traumatic experience. In order to avoid、uh, being bullied, I need to take in charge.、Ah. I need to be in control. So I need to lead. I need to, otherwise, I, I have a risk to be bullied. So、yes. that,、uh, that kind of assumption kind of was established. At the third、uh, kindergarten, I couldn't go because I was afraid of, of being bullied. I think that was a big experience, yeah, traumatic experience, but to encourage me, myself, to try to be a leader. And when I entered elementary school, I tried to be a leader. I tried to be a kind of a leader of a kind of naughty boys,、uh, make a play date as many as possible. And it worked. And I did cross reps many times. And I, did,、uh, I, I was a, a captain of a varsity sailing team at college. So、okay. I gained a lot of <laughs> leadership positions. And maybe, yeah, and getting back to your question, and I went to business school, late 90s, to gain kind of management skill to be a business leader. It was an inspiring experience for me because it was my first time to study in the US and、uh, everything was new. It was the late 90s. So it was during the dot com internet bubble economy. It was before even Google and Facebook. Penn would have been a buzz at that time, right? I mean,、yeah. it must have been a fascinating time to be at Penn. Yeah. But we had Yahoo, Amazon. And、uh, everyone, including myself, believed that the internet would change everything. So we need to be an innovator of the change, change agent to, by using technology. So I wanted to be a leader in the field. 
So after P MBA, I started, uh, I founded and started an uh, internet marketing agency. So that was a kind of leadership position. But uh, my kind of sense of, uh, my focus is on uh, kind of skills, technical skills. So I wanted to leverage the skills I learned at the business school and I learned from a kind of leadership experience from the childhood. I leveraged those skills to make my company successful. And it worked. And uh, I survived during the dot-com turbulence. Yes. And uh, I observed a lot of kind of scandal, Enron scandal, or well, 2000, I think, one or two. And in Japan, there are many big uh, financial scandals as well. My competitors went to bankruptcy kind of ah. within, within a couple of years. So it was pretty turbulent period. But fortunately, I survived because I, was, I wanted to be in charge as a leader of the company. That worked to some extent, but I didn't pay attention to social skills. My way of thinking was very technical, very strategic in a sense, <laughs> but technical. And as my company grew larger and uh, the number of stakeholders uh, increased, it's getting more difficult to compromise the ex expectations of different stakeholders. So I ended up with kind of burning out. Mm. And, uh, I, but I couldn't say that because I want to be in charge. So I want to stay in a leadership position. I couldn't come out. When I ran uh, the company for nine years, I burned out. I couldn't continue. Yeah. So I need a break. So that was uh, 10 years ago. And I decided to go to Kennedy School because uh, studying in the US kind of gave me a chance to move on. So I needed a sabbatical. But in the business, there's no such system. So I, I decided to take by myself. Ah. And I went to Kennedy School. And at the Kennedy School, they offer a lot of leadership courses. Yes, but, so you're with Barbara Kellerman and Ron Heifetz and uh, some Marshall, Keegan. Yeah, Keegan. Keegan was at, yeah. But, and Marshall Guns. And uh -huh. uh, I took uh, all of their courses. Uh, but at the beginning, I was very skeptic because I, I, have, I had been a leadership position pretty much throughout my life. Yes. So what academic scholars could teach leadership to me? Well, in Rio, I imagine at this time, mm -hmm. some of your implicit leadership theories were that a leader is strong, in control, mm -hmm. managing and driving forward and strategic and focused on the bottom line. And at least what I'm hearing from you, that's probably what you walked into the Kennedy School with. Is that that theory of leadership in your mind? Is that accurate? In retrospect, yes. But uh, I didn't know what the leadership is. Yeah. For me, the kind of gaining leadership position is not only means, but also ends to some extent. That confusion caused me my kind of struggle and challenge, I think, as a leader. So I couldn't objectify what the leadership is at that moment. But when I took, especially the hyphens course, I was totally confused. It is a very famous course. It was one of the most popular course, but still there are several factions in the class, especially two, two, two factions. One, actually three, the one faction is, uh, is those who confuse a lot deeply. And another faction is those who hate it, completely hate it. Yes. And, uh, the third faction is uh, those who, who enjoy the, the experience, not only their own experience, but also 
the group experience. But all of us, all the function, all the factions are engaged. That's the point. Yes. Well, and and Rio, the episode after this one mm-hmm. is a conversation I had yesterday with mm-hmm. Ron Heifetz about case in point. So they're going to hear some of your listeners will hear some of your stories right now. Mm-hmm. And then my conversation with Ron was about an hour where uh-huh. he's kind of unpacking some of his own thinking and his own processing about that work. So yes. this is great. This is perfect. Yeah, this is great because I, yeah, this is great. I, yeah, he's, of course, he's my uh, teacher. I admire him and I'm still processing. So that's why I decided to pass the academic career. But at the same time, it is very difficult academic, academically uh, clarify his concept. Mm. I think it's, a, it's wow, this is great. So the point is that all of, all of the factions, all of the students are engaged. So I talked about, I reflected a lot after every class. Actually, my wife was tired of my talk. <laughs> about because My talk is only about uh, leadership. Only about adaptive leader, only about my experience in the class. So, and uh, when I invite my f- friends at home, pretty much all the topic about his class. So, <laughs> Real, so, I, I, I did the seven day, there's an art and practice. Of brain, yes. yes, yes. So mm-hmm. I did that. And you're right. I mean, from whatever, whatever it was when it started in the morning, 9 a.m., sometimes we would be up until 2 a.m. still processing what happened in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. These people were about to walk out. This person mm-hmm. said this to this person, which I, I mean, you are so correct mm-hmm. that regardless of where you stand on that spectrum, you mm-hmm. are engaged and you mm-hmm. are in. It was amazing because the FBI agent was just stalled, didn't know what to do. Presidents of the hospital didn't know how to intervene skillfully to help us move off of where we were. And it was just the dynamics were absolutely fascinating. So mm-hmm. for you to have a course, that had to have been really engaging an engaging semester. Yeah. His concept is very simple. He started with uh, leadership is not position, mm-hmm. but activity and the process, which easy, which is easy to say, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's eye-opening. It was eye-opening to me because uh, I thought leadership is gaining a, po- start with, at least start with gaining a position, right? But uh, he, no, he said, no. Leadership is not position. Leadership is an activity and a process. Then you had to have been really, that had to have been a very big paradigm shift coming from where you were, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he continued, you differentiate, you have to differentiate a leadership with authority and from leadership without authority. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, and... Uh, so and and also that he continued the adaptive challenge and technical issue. Yes. Right? So so that oh, all of my work was uh, dealing with technical issue. Wow. I didn't have a kind of paradigm about the adaptive challenge. So yes. I focus on every time I face the challenge or I try to deal with the challenge as a technical because I didn't have another option. Yes. Yeah. Because I I need to be in charge. I need to be in control, so I need to offer solutions. Yes. So that's uh, and uh, yeah, and getting back to the uh, leading with authority and the leader leading without authority. This is also um, uh, this is also very eye opening because leading with authority does not mean 
engagement. Yeah, because leadership is not position. Leadership with authority does not mean、uh, exercising authority. Yes. So that's、uh, because I believed, I believed I exercised leadership, but in his context, I exercised only authority. I didn't exercise leadership because I didn't deal with adaptive challenge. I only focused on technical aspect. So、yes. I didn't. <laughs> I believed I, I, ha- I had been a leader, but I didn't exercise leadership at all in his context. That's a huge learning. But、uh, during the course, I didn't get it. I didn't get the point.、Ah. I just totally confused because it's far from. Of course, I know. I remember some statement, and、uh, those are kind of inspiring. Yes. But I couldn't internalize them. It was almost as if, I, I think he has a, a term, the zone of proximal development. It's almost as if it's a bridge too far for some、mm-hmm. that they walk in with this paradigm or these implicit leadership theories as to what、mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And, and where he's taking your thinking, yes, I think it, it, it takes a lot of critical reflection, a lot、yeah. of processing, and some other experiences too, to continue to, to work with some of those concepts because it is, it's a, it's a shift for many.、Yeah. But the biggest takeaway from the course at that moment. I was able to clarify my cha- what my challenge was as、uh-huh. a leader of the company because,、uh, oh, that was a developmental challenge. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you had to analyze your case of you, yeah. You're, you're, yes. Yeah. And I was, I was、uh, yeah, in a sense, I was immature completely to deal with、uh, the complexity of、uh, the challenge I faced as a leader. That was,、uh, that was clear, but I couldn't. Clearly internalize the, what、uh, each statement means. So, after taking these two courses, and I asked him, I'm still confused, but I, I believe this is critically important. Confused but curious. <laughs> yeah, important.、Uh, in Japan, there is no formal leadership education. There is no such concept as adaptive leadership, even leadership development, because we, as long as I know that I confuse leadership with management. So it's pretty much a synonymous in Japan. So we don't know what、uh, leadership is. I didn't know at all. And we, many people did, don't know what the leadership is from his context. So I want to promote this concept widely because this is critically important.、Mm. And、uh, I'm from business. So in the business field, there are no such kind of concept as adaptive leadership. Because even at the Harvard, How the business school does not teach adaptive leadership. So, only、mm. school. So,、um, and I went to Wharton. Wharton emphasized leadership education, but they don't teach adaptive leadership. I asked him, and、uh, what's, what's next? What I have to do? And he recommended me to take、uh, Keegan's course to, because、uh, his, his theory is uh, maybe a kind of background, theoretical background、yes. of his approach. So, I, took, I was fortunate. To take、uh, his course because his course is not offered at the Kennedy School. Yes. He taught at the Graduate School of Education. I, I took his course. And,、uh, now, and after I ta- taking his course, I deepened my understanding、uh, about my failure because、uh, I learned、uh, his developmental theory. Yes. And I was、uh, totally embedded in the, the third order socialized mindset to、uh, comply with expectations. 
this is a kind of way to this is the stage stage three right yeah three so i was totally embedded uh in that uh spectrum even if i have a kind of strong aspiration to be uh self-hosted but uh, i didn't have a kind of clear mechanism to balance these two other expectation and my own purpose i was totally confused with these two concepts my Challenge was completely developmental challenge. So I think so. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was immature. Would you agree with the assumption that someone working out of stage four would, would be more effective as a leader than someone working out of stage two? What's your personal thinking on that question? How do you think about that? Are you interested in between stage two and stage four? Theoretically, could we say that someone in a position of authority Mm -hmm. who's trying to exercise leadership and you have an individual at stage two or even stage three mm-hmm. who would likely be less successful as a leader, maybe not in the technical work, but as a leader of mobilizing mm-hmm. others, energizing and engaging others in the work, that they would be less successful than someone working from stage four. I believe yes. My answer is yes. Especially when we're dealing with adaptive complex challenges. If, I, if we face a technical challenge, Technical challenge does not mean easy challenge. No. It, it could be very complicated. It could be very difficult. It could be very important, right? But those challenges does not necessarily require high level of complexity and development. If we face uh, the challenge, big challenge or important challenge uh, we are currently facing, we need to be more complex mindset or we need to be capable of a objective mindset thinking at greater levels of complexity to analyze what's swirling around us right yes, yes. we need to be aware of uh, our own bias mm-hmm. our own assumptions so yeah that's what i think yeah well because that's how i that's how i came across your website was you have this website about adult development and leadership mm-hmm. and You've, you've kind of explored the work of, and I'll put that in the show notes so that people can access that. How do you think about on that website, you highlight some of the work of Keegan, and then how did you get interested in, in Bill Torbert's work? Mm-hmm. Bill Torbert, yeah, it's not natural because they co-site. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm still a technical person. So I want to make, I want to, one well, of my aspirations as a scholar, as a consultant, leadership consultant, is to make the complex concept easy. Tolobas framework is easier, kind of stereotypical, but it's easy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm interested in his assessment approach, okay. uh, sentence completion approach. I, I, I'm a certified scholar of subject, Keegan's subject-object interview. I believe deeply. <laughs> so um, I use subject-object. I use the subject-object interview for uh, my research as well to assess developmental stage, but it's very nuanced. I even use uh, that interview for my uh, coaching and the consultation, especially uh, I use the result for feedback. Sometimes it's it's quite inspiring, works very well, but for some clients, they don't understand. So because it's very nuanced, it's very subtle. So even if I point out the subtle kind of shift or meaning making mechanism of my client, they don't understand sometimes. Okay. And uh, some clients understand deeply. It's, they said, life-changing because yeah. it's 
But、uh, Tolbert's framework is more kind of stereotypical and easy to follow. And, and that's、uh, the global leadership profile, correct? Yeah, yes. And also, I'm interested in sentence cooperation test, which is more kind of, and,、uh, easy to use for big sample research, yeah. large sample research. So that's why. What is your own thinking on this topic for, of, of adult development? Have you stumbled upon any of your own insights that maybe Torbert or maybe Keegan haven't addressed or don't, don't explore? Heifetz doesn't explore. I mean, even have you noticed cross cultural differences in the work of Torbert or the work of Keegan or the work of Heifetz? Because,、mm-hmm. like you said, in Japan, The concepts of leadership and management might be fused. They, they, don't, they aren't separated at times. And, and leadership education doesn't necessarily exist there, is, is what you said, or at、yeah. least not to the degree、mm-hmm. um, as it does in the United States. The many scholars position Japan as a collectivistic kind、mm-hmm. of nation or culture and hierarchical, hierarchical. But the collectivistic is but it's not egalitarian, strong power distance. In, in that sense, it's unique. Of course, that influences leadership a lot, leadership and followership a lot. From develop, adult developmental perspective, Japan has an advantage and disadvantage. Because Japan, Japan after the, the war, previous war, the Japan, Japan, in terms of economic growth, Japan was so successful the first 30 or 40 years. But the last 20 or 30 years, the, the country has struggled. With, uh, with, uh, in terms of、uh, economic growth. But from developmental lens, it's very clear, very clear because we started from、uh, scratch after the war. So we share common purpose, common goal to get rich, get richer. So it's easy because we didn't have anything. The, we could easily share the same purpose. So collectivistic culture worked very efficiently to achieve that goal based upon the hierarchical. Kind of organization. So it worked. But once we reached kind of one of the top, I think the country were complacent about our accomplishment.、Ah. So we lost kind of a purpose, but we don't have to be richer anymore. So that's collectivist. Once we lost a kind of common shared purpose, we struggled. We lack kind of innovation. To move on to the next phase. And、uh, that's one aspect. There are many other aspects. Aging population is another aspect. But、uh, at the same time, that hierarchical culture kind of influence, e m p h a s i z e the aging population issue, I think.、Mm-hmm. So、they are kind of interrelated. What else do you see about、uh, culture? Well, let's, let's say you even start to talk with colleagues because. Some of your peers in Japan are now running organizations or have for years. And as you talk with them about some of these concepts, are they looking at you with wide eyes and confusion? I interpret、uh, adult developmental theory and、uh, adaptive leadership concept in a way they could understand, they can understand, right? Because、uh, as you mentioned, there's a cultural difference. So, so I cannot directly interpret. Especially adult developmental theory. It's, for example, adult developmental theory, Keegan's theory, the socialized mindset, and we mean to be、uh, self authored, which is nice, but、uh, that violates our value, a part of our value. Because from Japanese perspective, American, for example, American people are very independent, which is great. But at the same time, flip side is、uh, from Japanese perspective, American people are very selfish because.、Uh, 
because they're independent. The notion of a of a self-authoring mind may be a little bit less, in some instances, clear as an objective. Yeah, it violates a little bit to some extent a、uh, common belief or common value in Japan. But I think for Japanese, it's easier for Japanese to understand what transforming mindset stage five because、okay. it it's it's more kind of a co- collectivism. It's more collectivistic,、uh, but much less hierarchical. So I use、uh, adaptive leadership framework. Especially, I focus on、uh, authority relationship because、uh, Japanese, especially Japanese, not only Japanese, but、uh, especially Japanese, we need to deal with authority relationship. We need to re-engineer authority relationship in order to move to transforming mindset. So that's a, that's a challenge. But if I explain that way, that people understand. If I focus on socialized mind, you have to move up to self-authorship. It doesn't work because it violates common value. So, in order to move up to transforming stage five mindset, we need to deal with authority. We need to deposition authority relation.、Yes. That's the way I teach in Japan. So, Rio, as we close down, as we kind of wind our conversation down today, what have you been reading lately, or listening to, or streaming? Uh, what have you been consuming that's caught your eye in recent times? And it could have to do with leadership, but maybe it has nothing to do with leadership. What's something that that's caught your attention? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question to reflect on myself. So thank you for asking. I have two topic. One is、uh, uh, I recently used priority、uh, Barry Johnson's priority management. Yes, I think this is this is not so widely well known. I don't know, but、uh, it's not. It's not well known. In fact, I I'm having flashbacks as you hold that up. Because what is it from? Nine? Is it from the early two thousands? Maybe. Yeah, but the, the, he published the second book last year. So I frequently use this book, and、huh. the priority management is very simple framework. But I I believe because we we are thinking animal, right? Human thinking animal. Even if adaptive leadership or adult development deal with、uh, Subconscious. We are thinking animal, so we we have a we cannot avoid using brain, mind. So I think、uh, priority management give us framework to think differently or think more complex because the priority management is not about the problem solving. It's a the 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 framework encourages us to think about the overarching theme of polarity. So it's not problem solving. So I think it's a great cognitive support for us to develop to the further,、uh, more complex stage. So I like this framework. Well,、it. I will put I will put that in the show notes for sure. And the second book that you held up was called And. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes for sure. For listeners, he has a lot of post-it notes in that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of pages bookmarked. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and this is not introduced to Japan officially yet. Whenever I use this framework, the most of them are very impressed. So because it's it's easy to understand the complexity of the issue. So I like this. And another、uh, kind of topic news for me,、uh, inspiring news was that William Shatner's Captain 
Cock? Yes. He went to the outer space. I think yeah, recently, two weeks ago. His comment after he landed was inspired. It, his comment itself is not unique. Many astronauts, even Jeff Bezos, mentioned a pretty much similar statement. But uh, how they express, how they demonstrating his transformation. He mentioned that this was the, the most inspiring experience in his life or something. So he will not forget. I'm sure he will not forget, which means he will reflect on the experience throughout his life. So that's, that's a transformation. Yes. Right. So continuous reflection. Con- that creates transformation. So I was inspired by his, uh, the way he said, and uh, I was thrilled completely. That's what we need. I want to go to outer space, but uh, <laughs> naturally I can't. But, but I hope my children want to go to outer space as soon as possible. And more children, many children want to go to uh, outer space. And uh, as a leadership scholar or leadership coach, leadership consultant, I want to uh, realize the similar experience to clients, to students. Not, of course, different way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Although uh, you could start a new company, Rio, that as a leadership program, because there's mm-hmm. leadership. Penn had a program where they took people to Antarctica at Wharton. I believe that was a that was an experience that. So your leadership development experience could be taking people to space. Nah, that's, that's <laughs> as a transformational experience. Nah. That's exciting. That would be my. I'll start that business with you if you'd like. <laughs> you entrepreneur too, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know that I've ever said this on the podcast, but anything having to do Rio, my wife and I went on a walk. It was on our anniversary, so it was October nineteenth, and it's five fifteen a.m. And we walk out of our door, and Orion is right there. It's just beautiful. Orion, the constellation. Uh-huh. And the Big Dipper is just over to, to on the other side of the sky. Just uh-huh. beautiful. Uh-huh. And I looked up. I, I was wondering, well, I wonder how far away the stars in Orion's belt are from one another. So I went on this little bit of a Google spiral. I couldn't find, I couldn't find the answer I thought I was looking for because I ignorantly had assumed they were in a line. But one is... I, I'm not going to get these numbers correctly, but let's say 700 light years away. And another one is 1800 light years away. Mm-hmm. And for listeners, that's 6 trillion miles a light year. So they are vastly far from one another. So anything having to do with, and I collect meteorites. So I have meteorites mm-hmm. that, that are 4.56 billion years old. Mm-hmm. So anything having to do with space or thinking on that scale, I absolutely, I love. It's absolutely incredible to, to think that we are on a, well, spaceship Earth that is cruising at, at what is it, 60,000 kilometers a, uh, an hour through space <laughs> mm-hmm. around the sun. Yeah. So to see that, and there was a really wonderful show on Netflix for listeners. I'm not going to remember the, the name of it, but I'll put it in the show notes. But I believe Will Smith hosted this series and it was about planet Earth, but it was narrated by a a number of different astronauts who, to your point, had had their perspectives shifted Mm -hmm. once they could look at Earth from that perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Subject, object. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's in psychology. It's 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 called uh, the 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 overview effect. Ah. Yeah, but uh, I think it's a moonshot experience. Mm-hmm. Right. So that uh, we need that experience to reflect on our system, our self, our civilization, our planet, and uh, that's necessary because we are we are born to be a global citizen. Right, so it's not progressive liberal concept. We cannot live outside the space, outside the planet at this moment. Right, so we are born to be a global citizen, but we are not ready for it mm. in a sense. But we have to because we are from that lens. Many political agenda, important agenda, but could be could be reachable. But as a leadership. Consultant, for example, in this country, the DEI, DEI diversity, D-D. equity, inclusion, yep. those are very important. And I respect this country to challenge those complex uh, challenge because in Japan, we don't discuss those issues. Very shallow. It's yep. not, for example, diversity means gender inequality. That's it. No racial issue. We ignore, for example, lesbian issue. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult for us to come out as a gay in Japan. Equity, we emphasize equality rather than equity. So we don't discuss the kind of difference. I admire this country's kind of uh, U.S. Americans uh, kind of the the challenge about the complicated issue. But still, if we are uh, we uh, recognize ourselves as a global citizen, those issue. Will be gone. We don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to care. We should not. We should care, but those issues should not be the issues if we really become a global. It's a fun conversation because yes, I mean, will will we as humans evolve to the point where we can be uh, proactive in how we tackle some of these challenges that that we that we face that hold us back that. And, and ultimately, for me, it's hold people back from being everything they have the potential to be in this world. And if we can at least provide that baseline for billions more people so that they can live into whatever their purpose is to be here on Earth, uh, whatever their life is supposed to mean, can we provide that? And uh, we're not there yet. I'm going to have a growth mindset about that. I'm going to say we're not there yet. <laughs> That's great. Rio, I, I'm so thankful for this conversation. I really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to more conversations. I look forward to meeting you in person and having a cup of coffee or a beer or a glass of wine live. And we will continue the dialogue, sir. Yeah, thank you. This is inspiring too. Thank you for, thank you for inviting me. Okay, well, be well. Thanks for your good work. Thank you. If you would like to invest in the Rio Scott Space Exploration Leadership Development Initiative, please feel free to let us know. (laughs) We'd love to hear from you. Uh, You know, it's just such a fun opportunity to meet someone with uh, similar interests. I stumbled upon Rio by searching the internet. And I'd Googled, like I said, leadership development and adult development. And I came up with a site that he had created. You can find it in the show notes 
But it was so much fun to speak with someone who's been through many of these programs that have uh, changed his perspective, changed his life, and now he's devoting his life to sharing this work with others. So Rio, thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you for a wonderful conversation. I look forward to exploring again with you. And for all of you listening, next up, we've got Ron Heifetz, episode 100. It's going to be a lot of fun. It was a great conversation, and I look forward to you having the chance to listen to it. As always, thanks for being along this journey. Be well. You have just finished another episode of Practical Wisdom for Leaders with Scott Allen. To contact me, visit www.scottjallen.net or send me a note at scott at scottjallen.net. I can also be found on Twitter and LinkedIn, so let's connect. Now, if you have feedback, I'd love to hear it. And as always, thank you so much for listening. One final nod to our sponsors, the International Leadership Association and the Bowler College of Business at John Carroll University. And now, here's Kate's twin sister, Emily, with the outro. You've been listening to Phronesis, Practical Wisdom with Scott Allen.